Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 26, The Howls of the Harpy. There is another saying among the good people of Kaylee. Let wind breathe upon open sail. Let waves crash beneath your hull. Let stars guide your heart to hand, and let journey's path be far from dull. Let howls for life be yours to hear. Let blood flow and pulse in time. Let eyes gaze upon hope and destiny, for common lives are common crimes. Gather that which brings you joy. Gather love in grand abundance. Let it flow between your fingertips. Let it roar through wind and thunder. And when it ends, don't read the dust. There are no stories there. Your tales now told by those you trust, who shared the wind and air. Cool. <laughs> Very yep. good. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you call it? The House of The, the Howls of the, the Harpy. harpy. Familiar? I hope so. Yeah, it's the shit we were first on. There we go. I thought Damn. I'd heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was actually called the Harpy's Howl, not the Howl of the Harpy. It is called the Harpy's Howl, oh, yes. But the episode is not. There we go. It's two in killed a row. Killed it again. Everybody, welcome back to our wee little podcast where we, uh, <laughs> where our three heroes find themselves in deep, dire and deadly trouble, fighting against the rather powerful Lord of Lightning while trying to find their way to Crucian's Island, otherwise known as... Mystery Island! Woo-woo! To ask for yet another gauntlet. This one hopefully giving them power over an undefeatable army of clockwork warriors, which they plan to use somehow to stop the return of the probably evil Dornus's mother, the god that is currently a mountain range. Mm. There you go. Summary complete. Summary complete. It's not that complicated, a story, when you just summarise it like that, is it? No, not at all. There you go. Easy. With me for this adventure are... Indy playing Freya. Stacey playing Karin. Lana playing Morrigan. No. Not for this episode. <laughs> no, you're still falling. Uh, it could be a long fall. Uh, see, that's where you're wrong, everybody. Um, you may have thought that that's what you're doing, but tonight, ladies, you'll be doing something completely different yet again. In the land of Kaylee, there is a lot more going on than just the three stories of our heroes. Hmm. You have an envelope in front of you. When you open it, it will tell you the name of the character you're playing for this Ooh, mini episode. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I know I'll give you a little bit of time to figure oh, out what your character can actually do. Episode, right? We're not dead. Uh, you're, you're not looking good. I'm going to give you that much. Let's just say this took a little bit of um, you know, right. figuring out how to give you a breather. chance here. I thought you'd roll something good against that guy. Oh. Anyway, you're in trouble. So now you're playing someone different. So when, uh, if you wouldn't mind opening your envelope, please. Indy? <gasps> oh, no fucking way. <laughs> I'm Jorda. Are you shitting me? This is such Freaky Friday shit and you're going to end up in love with him after this. <laughs> so, does that mean that I know what's going on in his head? Yes. Oh! You have to empathise with his unrequited love. Oh, this is icky. <laughs> but you, I'm not saying that Freya knows. You're not suddenly transported uh, in there. You are being actual Jordan. But he okay, can, he can see. He can see into Freya's eye. 
uh, whenever she has the, uh, the thing off. It's also creepy. But he doesn't do it because he didn't feel right about it. He but, doesn't because he's a good guy. But I must admit, mm. the, the, being of many, <laughs> the being of many eyes uh, does occasionally warn him. I forgot about that guy. Yes. yes. He's totally helping out sometimes. Because, uh, yeah, he was a bit of a stoner. But yeah. um, he's, he's been saying occasionally, look, she's in trouble. So, Ooh, hmm. okay. uh, in your envelope, please, Karin. Captain Aneko? That sounds cool. That An- does sound- Or Anarko. Uh, Aneko. Or Anko. Definitely what the first Ooh. thing you said was. Anarko. <laughs> yeah. You're asking the Kmart brand? Yes, Anko. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Anko. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're playing. You're a captain. I've always seen myself as a captain. <laughs> that is bougie. Oh my God, I'm going to be such I a hot like captain. It. I'm going to wear a lot of blouses. Unbuttoned. Oh my oh god! Yeah. I can see it. Yes, with like a in sexy the hat and then like maybe some dreads. Real silky. Well, you're also with a corset. You're yeah. also, um, co- oh yes. And you're then also, I'm, the wheel. Oh, I'm not going to get this out ever, am I? Huh? You're also a Leonin. I don't know what that means. <gasps> like, like Dutch. You're a like lion person. Oh. oh, is this the dreadlock chick you mentioned earlier? Wait, do I have? Do I just guess dreadlocks for real? Because I'm in love with dreadlock chick. Uh, I don't know if There's she ever had dreadlocks in the past. I don't think she ever mentioned what she had. Okay, so I'm a lion captain. Hot, hot. It's lionessing. So yeah, that feline look, not yes. just, you know, cat yes. person. Feeling it. Okay. Yes. Uh, really good with guns. I've got to drop all my empathy and stuff. Like, I've got to be a new character. I'm captain. I'm fierce. I'm decisive. Yeah. I'm decisive. I'm writing that down. I've got to be all soft and mushy. And Morrigan, would you mind opening your envelope, please? <laughs> you just dropped a letter from my name. I'm playing Alan. <laughs> you will be playing a good friend Alan and his five hands. His oh, five arms. Isn't it? Five, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Talk about his my five arms. gosh. Is he, oh, my God. Is this what the singing people in the town were referencing? Because, like, there was the... Yes. I've... I'm not looking down. I'm just cleaning. I don't know what they're singing about. That felt very Alan. It's Alan. <laughs> uh, and when you look wow. around, you look around. You also have on board because you guys are on a uh, on the harpy's how. Uh, you also have on board uh, the being of many eyes is with you as well. Dude, awesome. Now it wouldn't be an intro without some shout outs, girls. I'll start. <sighs> uh, I never do them, so you know. Yeah. Give me time. And this is a good one. I like this one. This is uh, Tiffany Flowers, who listens to us from the good old US of A, who said we helped her through one of the hardest things she's ever done, which was having an eye removed. So, so yeah, that's up on the list. Uh, And professionally, not just, you know... A spoon it or was something. A procedure. Yeah, it was done properly. <laughs> Not in some sport where there are no rules. <laughs> While she was listening to us. I reckon. I like the idea of Tiffany Flowers just being yeah. in, into the, into like the arena. Derby? Like, yeah, just kicking butt and taking names. Uh, we did happen to mention prosthetic eyes in one episode, so they reached out to us. And they texted. Um, while they're still learning how to see things differently, uh, which must be very difficult. And they sent me this uh, this text, which I just love, or this message anyway, uh, because um, not so easy to type while not being able to see properly, and also we love autocorrect because it makes many funnies. Yeah. Tiffany gave me a great laugh because she wrote about prostitution eyes (laughs) instead of prosthetic (laughs) eyes. And I know. They come hither eyes. Um, They're called (laughs) sex worker eyes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anyway, I'm already trying to think of different ways to get um, prostitution eyes into an episode. Unionising, but prostitutionising. Prostitutionising. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I, that would be interesting. Work with it. Uh, but thank you, Tiffany, and best of luck with your eyes. Oh, and Tiffany, if you do end up getting like a whole bunch of cool different coloured eyes, please reach out and let us know. 
That's just what I would do personally. Yeah. I can see you doing that. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, I'm going green today. Yeah, hell yeah. my favourite thing when I see someone with two starkly different coloured eyes, I'm automatically in love. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, you are so special. And Unique. the prosthetics these days are freaking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So freaking cool. Okay, sorry, we spent a lot of time on this shout out. That's all right. I mean, Tiff's great. Tiffany Flowers. But anyway, I mean, impre- no pressure, but girls top that. I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. All right. All Apparently right. easily. I would like to <laughs> shout out Laura over on Spotify. How many um, eyes did your person lose? None. <laughs> um, Laura has said that she almost wishes she was in a car crash to get a shout out. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, does missing her bus stop count? And apparently it does because here I am shouting you out. She says that she loves the show. Um, she's trying to get more women um, or maybe she loves it. We're trying to get more women into D&D. Um, and she's, she, oh, here we go. She's trying to get her friend listening to our show and um, to get her friend to try. Well, her friends managed to get this far in. Well done. In which case, hey, welcome. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Hi, Laura's friend. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, we'll go this way. Mine is Adam Jeans, who said, I didn't realise I was so close to being caught up on this, exclamation mark. This is my favourite line. When the episode finished playing and something else started, I was very confused and upset. (laughs) Oh, Looks like I've got something to look forward to. Oh, I understand that. When your TV series finishes and it's like, oh, I'm not ready for it though. And it hurts a bit. It does. Like it's just some cheap rebound when it's playing. You're like, I don't want this. (laughs) It's not the same. (laughs) Indy. Hey! <laughs> Anyone you'd like to shout out? Um, I'm going to apologise in advance if I say this wrong, but um, Nehemiah Haskin from America said, um, the Cotton Countdown was very well done. Love you guys. I'm American, but I'm listening so much. I think I'm developing an accent. <laughs> Personally, I would love to hear that accent. I think it's so funny when other people try and do an Australian accent. And they always do like this. They like go, no. I know. They like show their teeth. No. <laughs> No, Cleo, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> do the fake Australian accent. It's so funny. <laughs> oh no, my phone. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Ladies, are you ready to play? Yes. yes. I want to tell you something about the land of Kaylee. Not everything that happens happens to the big three. There are other stories turning, they're everywhere, and I'm sure you're gonna love them, so sit back in your chair. We begin this episode aboard the Harpy's Howe, where four people are currently flying through the air at rather incredible speeds. Uh, Those people are Captain Aneko, the owner, original owner of the Harpy's Howe. The being of many eyes, creature you've met once before who was a lovely chap and was able to see people's lives if they had indeed been required to share their eye with him. Mm, also very high. He was usually a little bit dopey but yeah. he was you know, the high eye guy. He was a little bit <laughs> relaxed. Uh, you also have on board with you uh, Jorda the Raven although he doesn't call himself that anymore. I don't know what he calls himself. That'll be up to you I guess there Indy in a second. Really? Yeah. He's not the Raven anymore. He gave you all those powers. He gave Freya all those powers. Oh, just plain old daughter. And speaking of plain and old, uh, and we also have our good friend, Alan, the janitor. Hey. <laughs> right now, the crew are flying through the sky high above Kaylee, each searching for someone. They're being brought together by a series of events and have formed a motley crew, not the band. None of you know the band. Okay. Oh, I do. Sorry. I was just <sighs> Fine. having a drink. Thanks. Who have spent the uh, the last couple of days looking, uh, waiting for clues from the being of many eyes. 
But right now they have no idea where the girls are and they're just waiting for Freya to take off her eye patch again. Jorda is standing to the side of the group, staring out of the horizon with his long jacket flowing behind his blonde hair, but he has been considering dying black. Mm. Uh, now that he's no longer the raven. <laughs> no. Tussled untidily, of course, in that cool way that people think is cool, but is really just not doing your hair. Uh, and he turns and walks back over the, to the group. Hi, I'm Bill, and I tell the tale of the harpy's howl. The harpy and the raven. I've saved the world before, you know. Few remember. Most are long gone, of course. No one thinks a ship can be young. But when these old wooden planks creaked less, I was there when the world needed a pink horizon to sail toward as the suns set. I remember the feeling the young man standing upon my deck feels now. I see it in his eyes. He should fear that death approaches in unimaginable ways. But instead, some sense of adventure calls, making promises it rarely keeps. He should feel the cold shiver of love lost too. But I know little about such things. My love is the sea and a strong wind. This one, like all the others, doesn't know the value of youth, the price we pay later for all the deeds we perform now. There is nothing he would not give to be remembered, and there is nothing the gods would not ask of him. And in dying, when he calls upon them to let him rage again one last time, they will silently dine upon those deeds. So, young man, upon what deeds will they feed? Jordan rejoins the group, and the being of many eyes asks, asks whether the madam is really dead. And Jordan starts off by talking about his last day on the tower in Cardison, fighting against the madam. Uh, this happened in our story not too long after you left the tower. You hadn't killed the madam, and he, he was left there with Alan on top of the tower, seeing if he could survive. Jorda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The madam is dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How come his voice is deeper than when he actually does his own voice? I don't know. <laughs> You've manned him up a bit. It's only been a few days. Uh, the madam is over on the other side, and she, uh, of this tower, it is still snowing. Uh, it is just a few days ago as you retell this story to everybody and explain to us how you managed to kill the madam. Uh, if you chose to kill the madam, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens here. You guys are in charge of this part of the story to the, to the degree where I may find out that my world has been destroyed by you. The, the madam is dead. Okay, tell me then. How did you kill the madam? Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Now I'm going to play from here, the being of many eyes. Yeah. But everyone else in your characters ask each other questions to sort of tease out this story and see how we go. Uh, so the being of many eyes says, um, uh, I was inside the tower. I didn't see how she died, man. I hated her. Yeah. How yeah. did she die? <laughs> so first of all, 
Because I still had my raven abilities then. <laughs> um, so I... Well, I'm quite a good sneak attacker. <laughs> Unlike some people uh-huh. we know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, where did you learn that from? Not from Freya. Oh, okay. She's terrible. Uh, so, so bad. Always about Freya. So but are you still talking like, about Freya. <laughs> so I think you love about her, right? <laughs> it's endearing how shit she is at sneak attack. I know. Oh, my sweet baby angel. <laughs> um, so I saw her trying to fix the sausage-fingered man, and i that's when I did a sneak attack on her. But this rage came over me, and I wanted to take her eyes. Both of them. I want to take both. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's just <laughs> darling. You know when they say, what's that saying, an eye for an eye? Your version is two eyes for an eye. <laughs> yes, because of the interest you see. <laughs> Alan covers his eyes at this point. <laughs> so I went to gouge her eyes out in my, the middle of a sneak attack, but then I thought, no, I don't want to stoop as low as Freya. As Freya? Freya hasn't gouged anybody's eyes. Oh, no, but that's something she would do. Wow. I know. That's nasty. <laughs> I know. You're so right, I don't though. want to be like that. I still want to be like the calm yeah, leader. He's still a little bit burned by the rejection, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's like those. And he's, he's seen a new side of yeah, like, yeah, he hasn't learned how off. to take rejection yet. You know when men get rejected and then they're just like, she's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. So instead, is, he's not emotionally evolved enough yet. No, his version of it though is you know, she's an extremely violent individual. Yeah. And I won't be one of those. Yeah. It's yeah. an unusual like story. Who's pretty much a villain? I think we can all agree. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know that. So uh, I'm going to take the moral high ground and throw over the edge. <laughs> awesome. Murder, <laughs> not mutilation. You know, yeah, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> you threw her over the edge. I did. How do you know she's dead? Just, I put the knife into. Yeah, but I mean, you know, lots of things. Long lots of things here don't die from falling or being stabbed. There's a long drop. Into snow. And she doesn't have featherfall. How do you know that? Because I read her spell sheet. <laughs> uh, he looks at you like that doesn't mean anything whatsoever. It means nothing to him. That it was um, unfortunately, I know that she was dead because I had to clean up the mess. Unfortunately, like most things, that fell to Alan to do. Alan talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to he this does, episode. Actually. Uh, except for the being of many eyes, because it takes too long to refer to himself. <laughs> uh, he wants. To, he says, though, um, did, you, did you also have to clean up that metal guy? Oh, my teeth? That man teeth? Oh, I was thinking of sausage fingers. Yes. Oh, the robot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were fixing that. How'd that go? Alan tried to help, and people yelled at Alan. It was not very nice. Um, people aren't always the nicest. Oh. Why are people so unkind? I don't know. Alan, Alan doesn't know. Um, <laughs> Alan tried to help. So Alan refers to himself in the third person all the time now, does he? Alan does. Oh, that's new for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So what did he find with uh, men teeth? There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of mess left behind when those girls left. Alan, Alan did more work in one day than he has had to do in his entire career there. It was not very nice. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Alan collected uh, Menteith. Did you say his name was Menteith? Yes, it was Menteith. Menteith, who ironically did not have very nice teeth. Um, <laughs> I don't think his work had dental. <laughs> not after that fall. The madam definitely didn't pay for that stuff. Alan isn't about wasting things, so uh, Alan collected... This is just too hard to do the third, per- third person. I give up on that. Um, <laughs> Alan's growing as a person and switching to first. <laughs> I 
I, I, don't, I don't like wasting things and I know that people have struggled um, in the past in our area so I collected the clothes um, off of uh, the corpse and um, <laughs> I donated that to a, a local orphanage. Um, you, may, you may know them, uh, the... Oh, the children. The children. The children, children of, children of, of the cotton. They like cotton children donations. Children of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, my old family. I know they're called <laughs> cotton, so I donated the cotton, like fabric for them. I know where they live, so I just threw it under the sewer grates. So, so it's just So basically just littering. Haste away things. Great, yeah, nice one, Alan. Alan just um, stuffing the sewers of the street out up. Of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I did, however, find these shiny rocks in, in Menteith's clothes. Oh. <laughs> show, show me them. <laughs> They're pretty, aren't they, Jorda? Does Jorda take the rocks? Hey, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Look over there. <laughs> I don't even try to make him a deal. <laughs> just pictures no, of... I've got uh, quite good sleight of hand. Are you going to just steal them directly from Alan? Absolutely. Are you going to replace them with anything? Do you remember Jorda's nicer than Freya? Ah. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate being nice. How do I do oh. that? Okay. All right, Alan. I know these gems are really important. Um, and I they're really, really shiny. They're so shiny, Alan. Stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at the shinies. <laughs> I, I, I pull myself away from looking at my hand and I look up at Jorda. And I'm like, uh, yeah? The girls really need them and we're going to help them. So when we find them, we're going to give them to them. These can help someone? Yes. They're going to help the girls. Wow. So I'm going to get you something. My crossbow. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to give up your crossbow. <laughs> Absolutely not. If these are important, I don't know that I should be holding on to them. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look after them for me? <laughs> yes. Thank and you so much. And I hand so them to Jordan. And I take them. <laughs> <laughs> Close call. <laughs> did did someone tell, tell Alan he did a good job? Did Alan help? Alan. Alan was great. I have this big grin on my face and I kind of rock back in my, in my I'm like sitting on the Actually ship very good. And I rock back a very bit. Very clever yeah. of you, Alan, to be, think, to check through his pockets. I wouldn't call it thieving if he's dead. <laughs> Technically, Alan's probably saved the world. It's just cleaning it's up. possible. Alan's clever. Alan is <laughs> clever. So clever. But Alan, speaking of clever, what happened when you had that, like, that stick? What happened to your oh. stick? This and I and I pull out the half staff that uh, Morrigan gave me. This is really cool. So Morrigan, she was so nice. She was lovely. She <laughs> she gave this to Alan. Was she? She gave this to Alan as a present. <laughs> All right, you don't want to tell me any more about how amazing Morrigan was while you're just sitting there talking about your own, <laughs> your other character. <laughs> no, because she did say some mean things about me. Oh yeah. But then she did give me this shiny staff. It's not shiny right now, but sometimes it lights up. That's going to be useful. Hang on to that, Alan. Okay. <laughs> and I and I pop it back in in the other hand. It's not like he hasn't got a spare hands. Alan has five hands. You can just hold it. Still, <laughs> it wouldn't, if you had five hands, you, you know just what? carry yeah. stuff. So so I've I've held it out with one of my right hands, and I, I go to look to like put it in a bag or something. Realize I don't have one, and one of my left hands take it and just holds it behind my back, and I Perfect. smile. Done. Sorted. Nice job, Alan. I'm very clever. Don't let it go. Now, Captain Aneko, uh, you would actually know that um, as you were flying towards uh, this Cardison, uh, where the tower was, uh, what attracted you to the place in the first place is you hadn't seen a tower there before. It was unusual to you, but also a huge bright light had lit up the top of that tower, and it made you uh, consider it investigating what caused that light. As you travelled down the coast, you've seen a lot of things. You've seen uh, that the, like, the watchtowers seem to have been destroyed, quite a few of them. You've seen armies of people moving around, although they don't seem to be on killing sprees, but you certainly wouldn't want to be captured by them because they just drag people away. And you've seen them loading them into boats and sending them back over the ocean. 
but while you were searching for somebody, right, anybody at this stage that you could figure out some more sort of direction with, there was a huge bright light on top of the tower that came from Alan's staff. But your story starts back a bit further when you started looking for your own boat, the Harpy's Howe. Uh, it's your ship, and unfortunately, it's one of your ships. You have a fleet. Damn straight you do. Yes, I do. I'm British, remember? Oh, yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm going with it. I'm going to get really into it. Oh, that's Excellent. good. <laughs> I like it. I, I like, like it. it. She's British and she's serious. It makes uh, her hotter too. She's a goddamn captain. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. That does make sense. Uh, oh, again, the Raven. Quickly forgetting about Freya. Please no offense to any of our English members. Not at all. Butchering. No, they're hotter. The accent. In Bellison, you found your ship washed up against the beach near a collapsed watchtower. The harpy and the captain. If I had eyes, I would close them when I fly high above the clouds. I am not convinced there can be a sense beyond breeze flying across us. Like a light hand bringing reassurance. A touch compelled by love. Ha! Perhaps I know more about the emotion than I first thought. The captain knows of love, that I can see. There's an abrupt response in those who have attained a singular purpose. Little else matters, and so little else is given. She has the distant stare of one who searches for something beyond the physical, beyond all things, except Yes, that is what she searches for. Her time, their time. When Breeze ran across their skin. Well, Captain, what would you give for more time? Captain Arneko, while you were in Bellison, you noticed a large gathering of people surrounding something in town. You uh, wandered up to those people. How did that go? So a gathering of people I thought was very strange, so I rolled perception. <laughs> All right, what do you got? A 19. Yeah. So then I knew everything. Yeah, it's not so much about what you can see, but what you can hear, because they're actually in a lot of silence. It's mostly people being very quiet, and this one person speaking in the middle. He, has, he seems to be able to control the audience rather well, a very deep voice, and he's talking about why they're gathered. Is it the... The chief. Is it an election? Ooh. We're all British now. <laughs> I mean, what, what, just just, what just happened? I don't know. We're all British now. I'm going to go more Scottish. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for being here today. <laughs> now we know why the accents don't Sounds roll out. more Irish to me. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a this has more gravitas and it's a it's a more important and meaningful moment. Is this funeral? It is indeed a funeral. Yes. Oh, whose funeral? How terribly well, sad. Well, that's difficult to figure out because they're all standing around a grave. It's a, it's a grave. So the it's, mayor. A, it's an oversized grave. It's the mayor's funeral, isn't it? Why would you know about the mayor? I'm just very perceptive. 
Well, you would know if you'd listened to more than two seconds worth of the priest who says we're gathered here today. Uh, to to honour. To honour, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the life of a very important man. Uh, he is loved, beloved. Is there any other way you can love someone? Because that would be how you would love this man. Beloved throughout this town, things he's done, uh, this horrible tragedy, a life taken so abruptly. Abruptly, yes, yes, people in the audience, people in the audience, not really an audience when it's a funeral. People in. <laughs> we're, here for- <laughs> we're here to enjoy ourselves. Uh, the people in the crowd, which is gathered, you hear them murmuring, they're angry. It's just so wrong. Yes. And uh, the mayor, who did so much for this town, uh, one, he saved the dolphins. Uh, he, as we know, brought childcare, healthcare, elderly care. Medicare. Self-care. <laughs> Every type of care to the village that he could. A little bit more concerned about the self-care he brought. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a horrible, horrible loss. And his name was? The Mayor. It was indeed the oh, Mayor. He doesn't, he doesn't the refer mayor. him as the Mayor. Lost to an arm. We couldn't even bear that bury all of him. <gasps> because those horrible people took, took part of his body. The voices stopped for a second. It was a low rumble. Uh, the earth seems to shake a little bit. And then a hand pushes through the soil. And wrapped around the hand are tentacles, as if they're helping this being push out of the grave. The people are hysterical immediately. They run. And this mare rises from his grave. Not so much mare anymore, uh, part creature. Tentacles, suckers, a face that looks like he's been uh, beneath the sea for longer than you and I would like to be. What do you do? Well, I think that's quite obvious. I get my pistol out, spin it around a little, point it, go, well, let's go then. <laughs> you start shooting at the mayor. I mean, is he really the mayor? Is he a tentacle thing? Well, he's missing one hand, and usually you have to be able to prove your power by having one of the hands of the mayor. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you, you can start shooting at him. Go, roll, roll an attack. She does seem like a no-nonsense I kind do of believe that is a natural 20. Oh, no way. <gasps> I do. <laughs> I do believe. I do wow. believe. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in Christmas. Um, yeah, you shoot him right between uh, the eyes and it goes straight through the head. All right, roll me some damage. You can already see the, you can see the hole. blow the smoke. Blow the smoke first. <laughs> so I blow the smoke off my pistol. Excellent. <laughs> okay, I'll roll, I'll roll damage. That's 24 with a crit. He's not too shabby against this guy. It knocks his head backwards. There's a hole in it when he re, when he resets and he looks directly at you. Uh, it doesn't kill him, even though you can see through the hole. At this point in the story, Alan is like on the edge of his seat and he's like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> the people, this terrifies them even more. If it wasn't so much that the guy was able to crawl out of the ground, uh, now that he's been shot in the head and not died, uh, they are hysterical and they, they all f- start to fall back very quickly, which leaves a direct line to the only person who didn't run. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> With a gun that's still smoking, even though you blew most of the smoke away. Mm. Uh, it looks directly at you and whatever it is, it smiles and it doesn't even run. It just starts lumbering in your direction. And you can see the tentacles that are wrapping around it seem to be getting thicker and stronger with every step. 
Well, that's that then. So I pocket my pistol. Yep. And I unleash a daunting roar. Yes, because you are a Leonan, yes. Oh, cool. Could you do one of those on the ship for me right now? 100% I can. <laughs> oh, that's pretty daunting. <laughs> that's what they should call that. You're getting hotter and hotter <laughs> and hotter. What happens when she roars? So daunting roar as a bonus action once per short rest. Creatures of your choice within 10 feet that can hear you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, DC 14, or become frightened of you until the end of your next turn. Woo, it gives you a chance. Okay, you have roared in its face and I've got to succeed on, uh, what, what DC have I got to roar? 14. And I have failed miserably. You actually do scare whatever the hell this thing is. Uh, enough to at least stop it. It's Instead of rumbling towards you now, it stops in its tracks and gives you a little bit more time to consider what you'd like to do. So all these other little wimps are pissed off then? Well, yes. Well, there's the reason I'm the captain. So I guess I'll take care of this myself. So what the fuck do I do? <laughs> it's not that easy being the captain. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Well, no one else here is really worried about him and neither am I. I'm just here for my ship. Toodaloo. So I strolled to my ship. <laughs> <laughs> stroll as the town is being... I, I don't stroll. know, the screams of the people behind you. Something has gone horribly wrong and you, don't, and you don't have to worry about it now. It's not your problem. Never mind. It's in the background. You didn't, you didn't want to help people? Oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan Bless. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was ever one thing. <laughs> one thing no. and one thing only, and that was my harpy's howl. My darling, my beloved. You love the ship? I never had a ship. How many do you have? Several. More than one. <laughs> Less than 12. So you just went back to the ship? No, I just waited out and watched the show. Uh, what you would have seen then is that this being, uh, every time it moved around the town, it just wrapped itself around people, like a limb would go this way, a, a tentacle would go another way, and it would automatically, almost upon touching it, start transforming whatever it touched. So this is just spreading to people throughout that town oh. and they're being overtaken by whatever this tentacled yeah. creature may well represent. How did you get this ship to lift off? Oh, darling, it wasn't that hard. It was low tide. Once high tide came in, I just sailed away. There's a tides. Short <laughs> <laughs> is impressed by a woman who knows tides. <laughs> Rather simple, but... Uh, um, Wonderful. Well, the boat did Smart indeed lift harder, off. Darling. <laughs> the boat Again. did indeed lift off and floated down the coastline. Uh, and you were looking as you were flying along. Just watchtowers destroyed more and more of these golems uh, appearing. Uh, every now and then, though, you also saw this other creature. Like you know, if you waited long enough, you saw some of the people in the towns uh, interacting with the tentacled people as well, uh, as if that was spreading. Uh, it didn't get all the way down to Cardison, though. It seemed to sort of just stay close to the edge of the coast. When you arrived at Cardison, you saw a tower with a bright light and decided to investigate. That's when your—that's when Captain Aneko first met Jorda, Allen, and um, the being of many eyes. And as you well know, then I ran into you two, and that brings us here, doesn't it? Well, you two, and it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan, Alan gets upset at being caught. Oh, no, no, sorry, darling. Alan, you're a delight. It's that monstrosity, <laughs> that ball of eyes. I'm oh. trying not to catch the accent. It's really fucking hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're pointing at me. I'm pointing at that thing with all the eyes. She's totally pointing at me. I'm used to it. When you're a being with many eyes and you're the only one, everybody thinks you're different. 
I live with it. It's okay. I like you. Thank you, Alan. The Harpy and the Beast. No ship prefers the safety of a quiet harbor. I've learned in days spent dreaming of wild winds that the whisper of safety is a curse spoken by the fearful. A prayer for the frightened. Unfurl your sails, old thing. Yes, I see you. Who could not, of course? A being who sees so much but watches only from softly lapping waters. Unfurl your sails, my friend. Let those eyes see the fear. Let them widen. Let new light flow inside. Beyond the judgment of those who see your shape. And you may find the colors of life. Blinding, but beautiful. Being of eyes, what will you see from beyond the shore? Over the time that the four strange acquaintances have travelled together, the being of many eyes has often shown you the carefully curated lives of those who volunteered their eyes to him. Their eye, just one. Some would do this for personal protection, knowing that there was always someone watching. Uh, some would do it seeking to leave a legacy of their lives. Or others from delusions of self-importance, and some for cultural reasons. The being was always careful to avoid showing anything from those whose eyes the madam had forced him to take. He projects the shared vision onto the sails at night, like a show for everybody. Ah, that's fun. Popcorn? Under the stars? That would be so nice. It would be lovely, yeah. It's a pretty thing, as long as he's doing it with permission. Yes. Uh, Consent. Yeah. Whenever Freya had removed her eye patch, they have watched together to search for clues to her location. Now, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read some descriptions of what you have all seen together. And if you can pinpoint a location based on that information, you will decide how quickly you are able to track down Freya, Morrigan and Karin. Or, case of Captain Aniko, loot. And what, we're going to figure stuff out. <laughs> yes, you have to figure stuff out. <laughs> Not a fucking puzzle again. Remember we couldn't figure out the rainbow? That, looking back, that was very easy. I'm still embarrassed for you. <laughs> now, Jorda, Jorda only knows places by rumour. He is not well-travelled. Neither is the being of many eyes. But Alan is actually quite well-read. Alan loves to read. I thought you were he's well-travelled. I was like, no, well No, he's not, but he loves to read and he loves maps. Oh, I'm so proud of him. And Captain Aneko, well, she knows everywhere that can be seen from the sea. But she's also flown over a fair chunk of the mainland, so she's fairly reliable too. So the first location, the first location was probably uncovered by Jorda and the Being of Many Eyes, uh, but they may not have shared this information to everybody else. They may not have wanted to share that. So this little bit is just for, for the Being of Many Eyes and Jorda. So Jorda knows about this and may be able to sort of give a bit of a hint. Um, the Being showed Freya fighting Minty. Jorda knows what happened at the top of the top of the fortress and knows what happened to Freya when she fell. But uh, walking to the throne is our friend Queen Minty Bitch. So I'm going to imagine she's turned around to see me. Uh, yes, she was about to sit down. She hasn't seen you yet. Okay. She well, still has her back to you at this stage. As I walk in, I am going to turn back into Freya. 
Okay. And I am going to say... As soon as you do that, soldiers uh, pull weapons out straight away because they know this isn't right now. And I'm going to say it's about time I throw you off the wall and I point and I use my power word and I say kill. You know what that means, right? Yeah, he knows my secret. I was choosing to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> he is watched as On Freya of walked fortress. inside. He saw it. He knows about my secret. I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. Uh, but if Belloc doesn't know that he knows, is that good? Probably not bad for him, yeah. Yeah. But you don't know that he knows either. This is like a triangle. You're, jo- <laughs> You're Jordan right now. This is the worst kind of triangle. I can't figure it out. Isosceles. <laughs> They're the worst kind. <laughs> um, Yeah, right. So if I just don't say anything to anyone? Well, yeah, but Jordan can put out the first clue. He also might say something and then the, the thing will be like... Eh? Yeah, he might. <laughs> but right now that's not a problem because Jordan's just on board with... Uh, with Am I? Who am I? You're Jorda. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And who's eating this chicken? So, Jorda right. knows the first place to look. Does he tell everyone? No. Okay, <laughs> that will set you back slightly. It's only one place. It's only one place. The second one is uh, one night they're watching and they see uh, a rather dark chamber water dripping, not much light at all, um, occasional candle, and while they're there, they see a potato. I dare not turn around. Potato, you go first. And in front of you, you see a potato come bouncing out. That was a really beautiful, sad moment, and you're like, so a potato <laughs> comes out. <laughs> this is more my speed. I'm more a potato person than a cheese person. <laughs> well, now there's a potato that has bounced to a stop in front of you. Oh, we've had this before. You yeah, have. a cheese. You found your dad. But you we're not us. Sorry, sorry. We're not us. Oh, we're not us. No. Mm. They do see... Prison. They see... Yeah, they do see aspects of what is a prison. Do you think anyone would know where that was? Um, do you think it could be somewhere around... You have to build the story about how someone would know. I don't... All right. Hold on. Captain Aneko almost certainly couldn't have seen that. No. Could she? No. Do I... Do I maybe have... You know what? No, I'm not going to ask. Alan... Our good friend Alan, who I'm playing today, um, as a cleaner, has um, other cleaner friends, other other custodians of other facilities that he's in contact with. He has pen pals. Yeah. Pen pals, right? Yeah. Because um, Alan can read and write. Yes, he Fun can. Fun fact. Yes, quite Fun well. Fact. Not only that, he can write five letters at a time if he wants to. He can. Correct. He yeah. has a lot of pen pals. Thank you for helping me he build gets, this. He gets busy. Um, and he has this one friend who always has these really outlandish stories in his letters and Alan kind of just thinks maybe he's he's going a little stir crazy in his work and doesn't really take stock of them, like doesn't really believe them entirely. But now that he's seeing this place in on the sails in the eye, he's beginning to think maybe Crazy Larry isn't so crazy. Crazy Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Larry. <laughs> crazy Larry. <laughs> so what place does he think this is? Um... Alan's like, my my friend, my friend Crazy Larry's told me about this place. <laughs> I don't know where this voice is coming from. No, you're killing it. Thank you. That's that's the secret prison. I thought he was just full of consp- 
conspiracy theories, Crazy Larry. Ah, suddenly he's Aussie. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Accents are hard. I get it. I'm not trying for an accent. I was just trying for like softer and like Honestly, so good. It's like, you know who I'm seeing now? I'm seeing Chopper Reed. Which oh, is not what I'm aiming for. Eric Banner, <laughs> Eric Banner Chopper Reed. Yes, Eric I'm getting Banner that too. Chopper Reed. I'm also getting that vibe. Yeah. That is going to be absolutely lost by almost every international listener. Yep. Are you no, I, I hope they all go and look up Eric Banner playing Chopper that Reed. That movie's going to spike. Get in there. Yes. Get in there. Uh, does he know the name of the place, though? Oh, hold on, hold on. And I start rifling through my various pockets because five arms, I've got like 20 pockets on my person at any given time. (laughs) And so all five of my arms are rustling around because I like to keep my correspondence. And I pull out my letters from Crazy Larry, which are in one pocket. I'm really (laughs) thinking, oh, I really should not call him Crazy Larry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Larry's fine. (laughs) Dear Crazy Larry. Yeah, that's what it's been. And I'm thinking to myself, I really need to, to write a letter to him and just have, sorry, Larry. I think it's the it's the secret prison underneath the castle of the orchestral sands or something, maybe. And I look up and well, everyone's looking at me strange, and I'm that like, "That makes sense because I know f- that's where Freya's from. She told me about this." Side note. That makes sense. Thank you. I was hoping this made sense. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense if Freya and I had mentioned like, this place. Yeah. So, Jorda knew Freya before she lost her memory. So Freya would have been able to recount stuff to Jorda. Yeah. Okay. 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 okay we're good. We're good. Go. Oh, okay. We're good. <laughs> so, and she told me about this place. It pops up in the desert and then it goes again. But I haven't ever been there myself. She just told me about it, and right, she did tell did, me about this prison. What did she call it? What is it called? Fortress of Orchestral Sand? I will give you that one. Is it it? Yes. So that does mean that uh, at some stage you tried to find the Fortress of the Orchestral Sand somewhere in the desert flying above uh, before you saw another vision, another nighttime vision above the desert, the stars and the wind blowing below you. Uh, And this time it was a wild race against horses. Uh. And Jordan was so disappointed because he watched as Freya reached out uh, and tried to electrocute a horse. (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of all of us, I am so, so sorry. And if there is anything I can do to make it up to you guys, I absolutely will. Let me win. I can't let you do that, so I'm going to use my shocking grasp. She's gotten meaner. <laughs> Is that Jordan speaking? <laughs> Alan covers his eyes and can't look at the, the horror. He's, he's like, it's really intense for him. And he's, he's like, oh my God, he's going to get hurt. He covers his eyes. So, you, so you're of no value here. Whereas in the background, you can see behind this horse and as Freya moves her head around a little bit, a huge castle, immense castle and a giant wall traveling around the outside of it. Uh, and the wall is, is substantial. So you can see there's a couple of walls actually, one around the castle and one that actually just blocks off the desert and that one is incredibly high. So does anybody know the name? Because you fly over land, you might have seen it, like a Great Wall of China kind of situation. Yeah, I just can't remember what the place is called. I remember being there, I remember the races, I remember having a lot of fun. I remember (laughs) the commentators, I remember being in a Mario Kart style race. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, cannot remember the name of the place. I can tell you this, there are seven places that I will be mentioning. If you don't get four, 
Are you joking? It How am I supposed to remember this? It would okay. be catastrophic. Okay. Um, Can you tell us it now and then we'll just... Pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is tragic, but you are one we'll come out, of out of three the, if we don't get this we'll come one. out of the prison. Is it Caradrills? He does live there. It is his place. Oh. And, and our Neko would know of him. Caradrills 4? Just by name. Is it Caradrills 4? No, it's a castle. Some kind That's of castle. Oh. Um, Galeth. Castle Galeth. <gasps> yeah! Yeah, how would Jordan know that, though? Oh, yeah. Jordan is good at hearing, he's heard rumours of different things around the land, but he doesn't know if anything's true. Mm, I've heard of this place called Castle, Castle Galeth, and I know that they have they have these races there. Oh, I fly over that constantly. I do love a good race. And do they murder? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was priceless. What is my normal voice? <laughs> <laughs> Speak a lot. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Where am I? Okay, I'm sad, but, but okay. That's so good. And, 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 do, and do, <laughs> I just want to ask if, if they murder ponies there. Oh, constantly. That's, <laughs> it's actually true. That's they the do. best part. They do. <laughs> what was the name of the place? That one. Castle Galeth. Castle Galeth. So the next one, uh, you see a wide bay uh-huh. and there's a submarine. You can actually see the most of this one. Well, I did think Captain Aneko might find that one awfully quickly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! I like oh. to summer at the Bay of Whales. So fun fact, there's no whales. Sad but fun fact. <laughs> uh, then you see a halfling village and it seems to just appear from the hills. Uh, doors open and things that was, there was nothing there. There's just hills and a little village appears before your eyes. People selling things uh, and there's and there's a hole in the ground that leads down. There was a cat. Uh, the sign does translate to the words train station and points to a hole in the ground. Upon closer inspection, there are stairs. Yeah. And then there is a whistle. And around you is an explosion of sudden activity. The hills come alive. With the sound of music. Thought you'd go down there. (laughs) Uh, Little doors covered in grass fling open and even smaller people come flying out. They appear to be setting up shop. Mostly food, but there are clothes and touristy items. Then a burst of steam exits the hole in the ground. And a short time later, people start making their way out from the hole. I know that place. That's that's where Bob works. There's this really awful cat. He's so rude. So So Alan knows a friend called Bob, the halfling janitor who lives at the train, who works at the train station. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. (laughs) And I I I pull out um, letters from Bob, and he's he's um he's not so great with words. So he's got some pictures. He's drawn he's drawn the cat. Okay. On the box. Yep. And the um, there's this shady guy um, who he doesn't really like who um, seems to have every job. <laughs> Alan doesn't understand why you'd want more than one job. If I'm not wrong, I thought he was also the janitor, so maybe he took Bob's job. <sighs> maybe Bob's he did. Job. Bob's job. That <laughs> might be why he stopped getting letters. It does make the next one, e- the next one easy to, uh, to pick out, though, because the next vision you see is, uh, well, it seems rather dark. But you are seeing inside a cabin, uh, travelling at incredible speeds, but through darkness. 
Now, the only reason you can tell it's going through incredible speeds is every now and then it seems to come out in the light and suddenly go back into the darkness. Mm. Like um, we're in a tunnel. Like being in a tunnel, yes. Wow. On a train. <laughs> uh, where does that train Where does that train go? Library. Oh, dear, I was going to say that. Oh, you say it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, there's Finally good news because something. the last place you see, and you don't need to describe this one now because you've already found it, but it's a tower made entirely of books. Alan's excited. And uh, if you know the name of that place, that is the last place that you are deciding to look for these people. Yep. Where is it? Library of Vassanal. Beautiful. Well yeah. done. Yes. Well done, everybody. And um, that means you are tracking the girls quicker than they, you could have been. You could have lost track of them if you'd not done well in that section. Now, the excitement finally almost catching up to the group because now you are at the Library of Vassanor travelling almost directly behind the girls, step after step losing them here, finding them there uh, but it does make it that everyone you know, it does make everyone a little tired, you've had a, a long night and everyone decides to have a rest, everyone's off to have a tuck in for the night a short or long rest depending upon who you are Alan on the other hand is the most excited because he misses his friends <gasps> well, Who's his friends? The girls! Oh, they like They're my oh. friends. <laughs> not jokes. <laughs> we love Alan. That's sweet. I just didn't get their mailing address, so we're not pen pals yet. <laughs> the Harpy and the Hands. Time makes us complacent. We forget our firsts so quickly. They become commonplace. For me, so high above. I now only vaguely recall the first time my metal hull lifted skyward. Starward, it was. I heard the gasp of the new sailors who had joined me for my maiden voyage. Ha! I was still maidenless at the time. My harpy would come later. And at some cost, of course. But then I was still a simple ship with a simple name. They say it is bad luck to rename a ship. That you are trying to slip something past the gods. So I do wonder if they can see me. Am I worthy of their attention? Potentially their wrath? But yes, I remember the way those sailors saw the sea as it sank further below them, just like you, strange man with many hands. And just like me, I wonder if the gods see you. Alan. You settle down for the evening. Everyone finds their space. Everyone's got bunks and so forth in the ship. But you find it difficult to sleep. And when Alan can't sleep, Alan does what Alan does when he can't sleep, which is... Writes letters. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've just established that, surely. <laughs> Alan, Although it's quite dark, cleans. I guess. Alan cleans, let's be honest. When <laughs> Alan can't sleep, he cleans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm basing him on my mum. Uh, my mum is one of those people when she wakes up too early, she just decides that just means there's more time for cleaning stuff. Uh, uh, she's old school. you got time to lean, you've got time to clean. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little song he sings all day long, yeah. Can you give me a perception check? Yes. Um, I took this dice out of this dice jail. Well, I did that's a couple a risk. test rolls. 
and I think I think it's ready. It's always a chance of never um, do a test reoffending. Like use other luck. Yeah. Eighteen. Ooh. Oh, okay, scratch it. Oh, what's, wow. what's his perception? Is it more than zero? Your, fir- your first Plus chance. Plus two. He's more perceptive than Morrigan. It's an unnatural <laughs> twenty. Wow. Morrigan's Good start done. on the rolling tonight, guys. Yeah. It's really set the tone. <laughs> yeah. uh, you find an unusual piece of metal. Uh, it's a piece of bronze, and it's tarnished by many years. I start polishing um, it. And <laughs> straight away, uh, it's pushed back behind a pile of things that should have been cleaned up. Like, it's it's so many, so far back that really only Alan could have got to I empathise with this piece of metal. I'm my poor lost friend. <laughs> now, it's like an arc with numbers along one side. Oh. Uh, it seems incomplete, though. The pieces are missing. There are holes where screws should be and maybe where attachments should be added. And then he feels... A voice. Hmm. I am Evelyn, and I tell the tale of the Golden Spear. <gasps> the sky was clear that night. The heavens appeared just beyond reach. I let the cold air into my lungs and looked for the stars that told true south. The Golden Spear. Seven fine lights without bend or break, and the shining spearhead at their tip. I looked through the eyepiece and made my calculations. It was time I took my crew home for a few days. My first mate grumbled about the choice, though. He wanted to carve through deeper seas and soar through higher clouds. But sometimes, our best days are found in safe harbors. That was honestly really beautiful. So the voices described the constellation of the Golden Spear, but I'm not holding the Golden Spear. Uh, no, you're most certainly not holding the constellation okay. known as Just the Golden checking. Spear. Uh, <laughs> but even Alan would know that there is no constellation called the Golden Spear. Oh, we lost some stars. We lost some stars. We lost some stars. We're in oh. the wrong world. We're in the wrong world, they're in the wrong world, or it's from the wrong world. I'm just going to let you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> there is none because we are in a simulation. <laughs> We're in the Matrix. We're in the fucking Matrix. Finally. <laughs> this is what this is all coming down to. So now I'm confused. I don't know. How do stars work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anyway, these stars are so, sort of stars that people haven't seen for a very, very long time. Oh. Because oh. they're burnt out. Yeah, maybe shooting they stars. Maybe, maybe, definitely. They all shot stars and they're gone. And people made wishes and the wishes came true. Was the golden spear... Somebody's, somebody's wish came through. Oh, um, oh my God. Oh. Standing on the mountain because a spear. Oh, okay. the spear, the thing that came down with shooting stars, it was a spear in the mountain. Wait, should I be doing that British accent? <laughs> At this stage, the no. The spear, the mountain, <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe it. Wait, no. Because You're not even there. It's not my riddle. I got it. I got yeah. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really alarmed that one. <laughs> you alarmed that one? Yeah, like Excuse when you do a me? British accent, but you're not meant to. Oh, can I just give a disclaimer, please, to our loving audience? Um, That's all right. None of them thought it was British either. <laughs> if Alan has 40 different versions of his voice and accents and a whole myriad of things, um, it's just because I fucking suck. <laughs> I, I pick up accents as I'm talking to people in real life. Jorda, in the asleep. meantime, Jorda is asleep. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm awake now. Uh, Jorda is asleep. Really? Because I got all my hit points. Jorda is asleep. 
<laughs> sleep, Jordan. Sleep. Uh, now, Jordan is asleep and senses. Well, it doesn't sense anything. A dream comes through to you. Oh, okay. something something is happening on board this ship, and it's being fed to you in different ways. Ooh. Uh, the dream dream says. I should have seen it coming. Not now, as he held a sword against my ribs. But before, in the docks, in the dark look in his eyes. A predatory ambition. To own the seas. Not to enjoy them. Not to merge with the rhythms of the sea and wind. To steal from them. He knocks the sextant from my hands. I watch it spin through the last fragments of my time. As the bronze instrument that guided me here finally broke against the wood, it shattered for so long. Pieces sliding across the rolling deck. I only see where one travels before the red stain becomes too much. But I do have time for dying whispers. Dying whispers. Who's dying? Wait, hold on. When someone's dying, can't they reach out to someone? <gasps> Some can, yeah. Is someone doing that to Jorda? Uh, not exactly, no. I wouldn't say you're far off. I wouldn't say it's involving the uh, tattoos, no. Oh, that's right. Jorda, what, what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't do live shows. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. I'm going to get up and go to Alan. Okay, why? Oh, I just want to tell you about my dream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, look, I must admit, the dream would have been very overwhelming. It's, it's, it, you know those dreams you have when you absolutely believe that in what you're panic. saying is real? Yeah, but you've just seen someone die in that dream. Oh, Jordan, friend, you look sad. You look scared. Here, hug. And I hug him with all of my five arms. How did that dream? Oh, there, there, buddy. And I pat, it, pat him Someone on the back. died, but I just can't pinpoint who it was. You know when you have those dreams and you just, you know who it was, but you can't remember? That's yeah. That's Good way of putting it. Mm. So who was it, Dungeon Master? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like something you'd want to investigate. I would. I would want to. But I don't really know what to do, so I'm just going to try and look around. I might even try and recall my own thoughts. So I'll use perception. Okay, sure. It's a really good roll. <laughs> going to go with it. <laughs> um, 18. Plus 18. Six. Oh, that is very good. <laughs> Is that two eighteen? God, yeah. give me a break. Between the creaks of the of the ship, you can hear something else. It's just difficult to track down, but a, a little uh, a slither of wind or something like that coming from somewhere in the ship. A noise. All right, I'm but, not, use... but not a ghosty <laughs> noise. <laughs> well, obviously something try- is trying to communicate with me, I'm feeling. So I might try and go and do a bit of uh, investigating. What would you like to investigate, though? Um, I would like to investigate the noise, but so where's this crack in the ship that you think? No, it's not a crack. There's creaks in the ship, so everywhere, like you know, what an old ship is like. It's creaking all over the place. So okay. somewhere in the deck, I would be starting, I guess. Like when you step on a floorboard and it creaks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go up to the deck, have a look around, see if I can see any kind of, I don't know, message. A look around. You're hearing noises. I'm going to have a listen. You can use perception for other senses your perception. Okay. All right. Well, I'll investigate what's going on in the deck. Yeah. What are you looking for? Oh, I don't know. Well, it's obviously a noise. So I'll listen. 
Uh, describe <laughs> how Jordan listens. Do you want help from Alan as well? <laughs> if, are we listening? That's right. Right. Not a bad idea to get someone else involved. Are you involved. investigating or rolling insight? It'd be an investigation at this stage. Yeah, okay. Insight, there's no... Yeah. Do you want to ask Alan for help? Alan, do you want to come and see if you can hear anything with me? Oh, is it a game? Let's go with that. <laughs> so Alan puts two hands... You know how you, like, you put your hands over your ears? Like, as, oh, like, yeah. Alan could really he, do that. He does that three on one side and two on the other. <laughs> yes. To try um, roll with advantage. I will definitely his... give Alan advantage because he can <laughs> yes. hear more. Uh, but he needs to know what he's listening for. What am I... What are, what are we Listen for the wind. <laughs> You're in a ship flying through the air. <laughs> not, not my wind. Listen to the chant. I don't know. Is there a chant? Maybe. Listen, listen for a chant. So we're listening <laughs> for something weird. Yes, I'm thinking um, maybe a song. Well, have a have a think. Right. Have, a, have a check. It could be some kind of song. I don't know. Just like any kind of noise that makes rhythm. Okay, give it a give me a roll. Rhythm. Alan, you're at advantage with your extra handies. Cool. I'm doing perception. Oh, 17 plus 10. <laughs> How'd you go there? I can see the one. Uh, yeah, there is a one. <laughs> there is a one. And then there's two ones. Who ones? No, you rolled a double. Um, no, oh, 11. Okay. 11. 11. Sorry. <laughs> I was being a smart ass. Um, 11 plus two. Uh, strangely, Alan doesn't hear anything particularly unusual except wind and creaking. And it sounds lovely to Alan. It's Alan might be this. accidentally covering his ears instead of trying to like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did uh, Jordy get? I got 17 plus 10. Fuck. <laughs> what what, what skill is that? Jordan. Investigation. Oh no, Jordan is a good Jordan is good at that. He's always been out there solving things and getting around the town. No. His perception is rubbish. <laughs> he was a monocle. But, but he is good at solving puzzles and getting out there and figuring things out like that. Yeah, so give me my fat clues. <laughs> <laughs> you do hear a whisper coming from the deck when you get down low to it, when, when each part of the deck moves and creaks, there are words that seem to come from the ship that perhaps only you can hear. And it says A curse is learned when it's not needed, and it forgotten it shan't be heeded, but in your mind it shall be seated. Your captain now, yet not conceited, until a time when I can see the stars again, they'll set me free, and howl no more. This Trapped harpy. Trapped harpy. So the harpy is cursed. The, har- oh. the, the harpy is a so person that's been trapped. They're cursed. And when the stars go back into the sky, like, oh, when, when I, can I can see, see the, the stars, stars again. again. You have curved piece of metal. She right. referred to a sextant, which is the device you use to look at the stars. So if the harpy is reattached to that. The harpy's the thing on the front of the ship, right? Oh! Oh! Oh no! Set her free! I'm sick of exploiting women! <laughs> Prostitutionizer! No? Oh, the union. Okay, yep. I <laughs> got prosthetics? <laughs> no! No! Tiffany's really. <laughs> Tiffany became this episode. Really? <laughs> I did not know that Tiffany was going to be yes. in this episode. The harpy at the front, Tiffany Flowers. If you solve this puzzle soon enough, then yes. Alright, okay. So, if you can time figure frame out here. why. Okay, so the harpy's how is the name of the ship. That is correct. And in the first episode, this is very meta, we said that it wasn't always called such a thing. No, it because wasn't. Because when the thing, the stars that looked like a dagger went into the mountain, 
part of the mountain. Part of the mountain was trapped in the ship, and that's why they call it the Harpy's Tower because it yells out a curse in it. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, Jordan's not really on top of it. Uh, <laughs> remember, you were searching for things, and you do have a captain you haven't bothered to wake up. <laughs> Just sitting down there wondering why she came. She works hard. <laughs> Let her sleep. <laughs> she did. Uh, no, that's not how I sleep. That is not how I sleep. No, no, no. You should see the way Corey just made me sleep. That's not how I sleep. <laughs> I'm a very crazy... I'm a cat, so I'm I'm in a little ball purring. Aww. Yes. Yeah, I can does see that. Does she have a tail? Yeah. Uh, she can have, yeah. So would your tail be covering your face? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very tight. And I'm moving a little bit. And I'm by the fire, because I have a fire. On a wooden ship. On a wooden yep. ship. <laughs> yep. I can't believe they haven't woken you up as current captain. It's all right now. I'm going to go wake her up. Well, you need to do that better than that. Uh, I'm going to run downstairs and say, Captain, Captain. Uh, uh, <laughs> We've run aground, Captain. <laughs> Can I take much more of this, Captain? <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> captain, Captain. <laughs> All right. Um, surprisingly, surprisingly you come down and Captain Aniko is in a beautiful sleeping pose uh, with her tail curled around and covering her eyes. <laughs> He's not going to be happy being woken up. Oh, good God. What, Georgia? What? I can hear a harpy's howl. Harpy's howl? Yes. You can hear it? Yep. Come and help talk to... Oh, that is not good. (laughs) Can you come out, Captain? (laughs) All right, then. Okay, I'm up. All right, good. You're up. Uh, What are you going to tell her? Yeah, Jordan. What are you going to tell her? Oh, so. Wow, Alan's got an attitude now. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. Alan's sick of everyone's shit. <laughs> Alan has the last heard... twenty minutes. Alan has lost some, like, like lost some patience. <laughs> Alan, I'm Alan's sorry. ears still blocked. Um, I just heard this chant in the in the wind. I'm guessing it's from somewhere from the ship. Creak of the deck. Why do you not the listen to the anything? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's from the creak of the deck. Because you don't have to write anything down. And now, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in trouble for not knowing. <laughs> now, I only got halfway because my ink ran out. A curse is learned <laughs> when it's not needed. Uh-huh. It's, uh, if forgotten, it shan't be heated. Mm-hmm. Something's seated. <laughs> the stars will set me free. So what's me? Who's me here? It's the harpy. It's that goddamn harpy. What's a harpy, though? It's still the thing on the front of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have written that down. <laughs> huh. Yeah, Alan, Alan, honestly, when he couldn't hear anything in the game that Jordan was setting up, he got bored and he went and sat down and it was just sitting there polishing his shiny metal. What's piece. that, Alan? What have you got there? Shiny. It's sung to me. Okay. Oh, well, now it's weird. Is that a sex <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought you said, is that a sex thing? <laughs> uh, Polishing Ane- my shiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old school compass, right? Uh, more or less. It's the way that um, a sextant was used to read the, stars. read the stars and pick directions, yes. Yeah, okay. But it's broken. Is that yes. We- yeah. It's missing a part. Is the other part of it in the harpy's hair at the front? I don't know. Can you see the front should of the I, ship? Should I go and investigate? It won't be easy. It's off the front of the ship. It is the front of the ship. Is that right? Don't pull up Freya, tie it to the ship. Unlike Freya, <laughs> I wow. am quite wise. Have you guys seen a sextant before? No. Oh, they're really pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I thought maybe one maybe one of you might have at least heard of one. What part is it missing? Uh, uh, well, Captain Aneko would probably know uh, well, by looking at it. she fucking doesn't. All right. Well. <laughs> Alan, where'd you find that? Uh, Alan was cleaning. It was it was over there, and I point behind one of the wine barrels that Aniko 
insists we need to have stocked at all times. <laughs> Good thought. Let me have a look. Uh, you could probably you could probably tell without even having to do that what's missing. It's uh, the little telescope. The eyepiece is missing. Uh, that you look through. Mm. Well, I know where it is. Yeah. Trapi. Is it in her eye? Which has eyes. It's in her eye. It's in her eye. Okay, so I'm holding it. Uh, you you clearly notice the telescope part. The part you look through is missing. Oh, do you know what it is? I know exactly what this is. Is it? Let me show something you. Something to do with the missing piece of that sextant? It's everything to do with the piece of this missing sextant. Awesome. I might go. <laughs> this will <laughs> be interesting. <laughs> All right. I think, um, well, I don't know. It's a little eyepiece. There's a bit of a <laughs> chick at the front. A harpy. I'm going to go and check if the missing piece is the other front. We'll have it. We all just go together and have oh, it all. we can go together. <laughs> it is. Look, it's... I'm trying to show you. No, you're trying to show me. <laughs> <laughs> like herding fucking cats. <laughs> Alan it's is like cleaning. My own people. Alan is cleaning. Alan Alan's is cleaning. Yeah, Alan has gone back to cleaning. He's over this already. How are you going to look at this harpy? It is the front of the ship and the ship well, is moving. we need moving. rope. We always do. have rope. You know that we every character in my games oh has God 50 damn feet cats. of rope. I'm just going to leap on there, aren't I? <laughs> it's off. It's like the front of the ship carving through. I know what you're saying. And that you think you can do that. <laughs> have you seen the things cats can do? <laughs> oh, when they jump up on top of shower screens, yeah. which are like this thin and yeah. All um, right. I, I give it to you. I don't know what your dexterity is because I can't remember, but let's hope it's good. Just give me a dexterity check. If you ever me poor dexterity. You, you, you are the clumsiest cat you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, my dexterity is is plus one. Not that dexterous. Just a lot more charismatic. Very charismatic. <laughs> when, How much when charisma? When Catherine and Neko enters a room, a everybody notices. Yeah. Right. Uh, and when she speaks, everyone listens. Okay, but I am a cat, and I'm going to leap on to the front of the ship, and I'm going to pour up on my way into her head, then I'm going to crane over with my head and look at her eye. That's such an adorable image. It is, yeah, like, it is extremely dangerous, and if you fall, you may die. So let's have a dexterity check. As you fall, this is a long way down. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a 20, so don't worry about it. It is not. <laughs> Plus she does, one. people. Plus one. Oh, yeah, Plus yeah. It's the one. one that matters. One, one. Now, I'm going to roll perception. You don't need to. Yes, From the I, front of the ship, oh, you yeah, can you're very right. I'm like this close to you're it. right there looking at it. <laughs> and, and it would have been investigation anyway because you've been searching around. But it isn't hard to see that one of the eyes of the harpy uh, looks like it's a glass piece rather than an eye. Oh, that's sick. I mean, I knew this all along. <laughs> I should have known. I've heard the rumours. So, there wait. There were no rumours. Do we? There were some rumours. You've uncovered this all by yourself. Do we, do we put the sextant up to the glass piece or do we take the glass piece yeah. out? Because that seems... That was my... Sorry. <laughs> 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 that is her first one tonight. I think it's pretty crushed. It's, it's yes. how she does them without realising. Like, so this way... This won't sound like a yawn. Plane noises. Sorry. It's just a part of me now. The number of episodes in a row now that I've just gone, I don't know if I can get rid of that one. I just, I'm glad we talked about it because now the, the audience can actually go, well, that's what that is. <laughs> Take a shot every time Indy yawns. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Does it go in or out? That's... That is the question. Always, always an important question. Maybe, okay, look, I think it's more polite to take the sex into the... Oh, God, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> it's more polite to be in than out or out than in. I'm not sure. That's what I was going to. I was like, well, it's what Polish. What is she saying? <laughs> to take the sex into the eye before we try removing the eye to put it in the sex in. 
The fact that it's also called a sexton is. That was Corey's doing. Really you introduced it to the game this though, is and generally, you met us. Again, he didn't invent sextants. Yeah, this one, and look, as we all know, this came from Buffy. Somewhere, yeah. I just want you to think about how this thing would work. But how would you look through something if it's already in the eye by attaching it to the outside? Well, I just assumed that the, the harpy had to look through it, not us. Yeah, that was my bad. Ah, that no, was my bad. It won't work unless it's put together. We have to extract the eye. Is that all wooden around her face down there? You can see the face of the harpy. It is carved in wood. Uh, it's a quite disturbing looking thing. This is why it's called the harpy's How It looks like it's in constant screaming you know, pain, uh, fighting against the wind. Uh, but if you probably chipped away a bit with a knife or something like that around around the, you know, the side of the, of the wood, you'd be able to pull this thing free rather easily. I don't think we're going to bring that sexton up here. I think I need to bring this glass eye to you. Uh, knife, 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 knife. As if you don't have like 40 knives attached to your person. Yes, yeah, in my mind. Not the point. I'm clawing on to a harpy at the moment. My head is craning over. Rope. So I'm just getting my tail and I'm just going to grab this knife. I'm just going to flick it around here. We're just going to, and I'm going to catch it in my mouth. Because okay. I am classy. Sexy. And if we <laughs> drop this one, it's gone. Oh. Uh, once again, the rope. But. <laughs> You, you just ignore tying people to things. You're like, no, no. What's the riskiest way we can do this, everyone? <laughs> Without a safety net. But anyway. Should I, should I sail on down and help? Has anyone just got a sack or something this I can fall into? Oh. Oh, yes, let's tie. Okay. I'll take my shirt There's off. sacks everywhere. <laughs> Sean, Sean wow, is still trying to pick up. Any chance you get with you trying to take that shirt off. And he's undeniably jacked. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, <laughs> I know how to save the day. <laughs> For the first time, Nico kind of looks back like, um, and then I'm going to just like get the arms together and like the edges together and make like a little knot at the top. Tie my no my rope around it. So is it's this, a little. Is this all while the captain's hanging off the side. <laughs> yeah, it won't take long. Hold on. And then it's going to be like a little sack thing. And what gonna... I love is that you're holding. <laughs> What's this? She's cradling them. It was a cradle. I mean, ah, yes. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, it's not fun when she's a daughter age. It's not funny, but it's like that. What is your plan here for the sack? And then, then cough. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. We live up to our name. We really don't D&D. We just... <laughs> You're weighing them. <laughs> we have a story we're telling. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. How, so, is, how are you going to use this sack? So the idea is <laughs> the rope would go down and it would go into the sack. So you're going to suspend it from a rope. Yeah. And this is only in case she doesn't grab it with her eye, her mouth. Yes. Right. Just Give me a dexterity check. Me? Uh, yeah. We'll see whether or not you just managed to avoid um, Jordan's shirt. Okay. My tail has pried the eyeball out. Yep. And it's, I'm trying to get it with my mouth. By the way, I should say, that when you said, do you have a knife? Captain Aneko is one of those people when, when she gets arrested by the police and they say, can you put your weapons on the table? You know, in the movies when they yeah, do the dinner, she just pulls out weapons for about 15 minutes. Yeah, when she has a knife, she has about six or seven knives. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew I had a knife. It was just reaching the knife. I remember I had a tail <laughs> that could reach my face. So if the tail can reach my face and cover it while I sleep, then sure enough, it can do that. It can do all this. Okay. 13. And dexterity plus one. I was making this a DC 15. It falls loose. That's what the sack is for. That's what the sack is for. Thank God. uh, It has fallen into 
Jordan's sack. Yeah, it's not the right language, Riddle. No, Jordan's yes, shirt. Yes, the shirt. Indie. It's the correct yeah. language. Oh, it was all like, ooh, axe hole is terrible, shirt. but it's like shirt. now we got Jordan's now sack. Now we're in Jordan's sack. Shirt. Jordan's shirt sack. That's not even better. Uh, is now holding the eyepiece of the sextant. It's all right. Jordan looking very buff. Leaning over the edge. <laughs> like, it's really heavy. Like, <sighs> he's doing that thing. Uh, yeah, he's doing that thing where he. <laughs> He points at things in awkward ways just to let the bicep show. Yes. Buff up a little bit. <laughs> so the sexton makes it to the top deck. And I assume Captain Aneko comes with. Yep. I'm well, just going to stay down here at the front of the bow. I gracefully leap back off to the deck with everyone else. Do you want to jump onto the sack? Like the sack rope? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm really just going to turn around <laughs> and leap back down. Is Captain Aneko just averting her eyes from Jordan's flexing? <laughs> no. no Jordan's now, now oiled stupid. up. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's here. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like, really like, very bodybuilder sort of uh, <laughs> poses and, and he's in speedos. <laughs> what would you all like to do? Put it together. Oh, put it together, obviously. You guys have to actually do things. Oh. Sorry, we kind of start laughing and then we pause Forget, like, hmm, I know. what are we doing? Okay, so we have the eyeball plus... Eyepiece. Eyepiece is what I said. Oh, I get it. It's not a ball. No. It's it the just was lens where the eye was. Yeah. That's pushed in. There <laughs> this you makes go. so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, why? Now that you can actually see it, it makes sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I think I am the most qualified person to put this back together. You would be. You would have used these before. In fact, you have one of your own. Okay. So I'm going to put it back together and then I'm going to look through it. Um, when you look through it, you do see. Buff uh, Jordan. You, the first thing you see is Jordan getting in the road. <laughs> the definition is what I see. What do you see? <laughs> I see you, you twit. Do you see anything? Anything? You like it? Move, Jordan. Why has Jordan become such a sleazebag? I know. Anything it's you what, like? That's what happens. It's it's what happens. Arc. He got heartbroken. Now he's a bit of a fuckboy. Oh, oh no! I love New Jordan. <laughs> Me too. Now you're attracted to yes, him. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! is gonna like want him more than ever. Yeah. This is horrendous now. This is yeah. a bad love story. Uh, you do. Uh, when Jordan gets out of the road, you can see into the stars, and for some reason, you can see a series of stars that you've never seen before. Constellation. A constellation. Yeah. This golden spear is in the sky and points due south. What's back? And at the same time, you hear a voice. A voice. Hold on, I've got to take notes. <laughs> you actually do. Don't let him tell you that you don't it's have so to. It's so hard to keep up. I am the Harpy's Howl. I have cursed the seas for what has become of me. But I, I know this prison was of my own doing. Beware greed. It takes the heart. Let's you hide behind your failures, behind coin and jewel. I saw strength in my weakness when I took this ship, called myself captain. But there has only been one who captained the Golden Spear. I am the Golden Spear. <gasps> I will feel my sails fill again, glide across open waters. Watch lightning rumble through distant clouds. I will be free. And around you the vessel screams, a long cold howl like wind whistling through a tattered forest. A sudden boom propels a shockwave across the ship, filling the sails and flinging loose the water that clung to her surface like a film. The vessel creaks as small translucent white droplets rise from her deck. They hover about a metre above where you stand. Slowly the wind picks them up and they swell together 
coalescing and growing into the face of an old skeletal woman, an unkind grimace. But as more droplets join, her skin fills and replenishes, her eyes brighten, and the grimace becomes a determined overbite as she looks across her ship, which seems to respond to her. Old wood renews, tears in the sails stitch themselves together, and the harpy that adorns the vessel's bow brightens as the tarnish hiding the bronze recedes. Even its face changes, from an angry scream to a calm sigh, permanently feeling the sea's song against its polished skin. And then the face fades away, and the harpy's howl is no more. It is now the Golden Spear. You are now aboard Golden Spear. Oh! what it used to be called. That is a fucking goosebumps. Well done, Corey. Well well, you guys had to get done. there, otherwise... No, 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 it's not about our gameplay. This is pure <laughs> storytelling at this point. How is this not a movie? I would watch this movie that 10 was a times good movie. a day. Oh, that, that was a good movie. <laughs> I've already seen that one in my head. Um, logistical questions. Does that mean that this ship is what was driven through the mountain? The heart of the mountain? No, okay, I was going way too no, literal. No, but you do know where the stars came from. So the sextant you've just looked through yeah. uh, looks to the stars of the past. Ooh! That is awesome. So before the mountain was yeah. stabbed and before yeah. this ship existed. Uh, no, the ship did exist then. Oh, it was yeah. just named it's for a very the... very old ship. Okay, all right. Named for the constellation? Uh, yeah, it was interesting name. Wait, 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 hold on. So am I not the captain? Can we co-captain? Am I the captain, yes or no? Uh, that's something you'll have to sort out with the ship itself at some stage. I'm sure that at some stage this ship will speak to you. Okay. Perhaps. But so, that is not this day. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that I'm still the captain until someone says otherwise. I think it's one of those situations where you'll say what you'd like the ship to do, and if the ship likes you, the ship goes where it wants to go. It's no okay, longer well, trapped. Okay, well, I took good care of this ship for many, so many years. So is Bone Lady still here, or did Bone Lady just go? Uh, merged back into the ship. But, okay, cool, yeah. yeah and it's renewed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Harpy's Howl was like a trap. Jordan, could you just put your shirt back on, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, just the Harpy's Howl. I'm just gonna hold. I'm just gonna hold it over the side and make it definite. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I didn't mean to make it all wet. <laughs> Jordan's so desperate. <laughs> just loving you, Jordan. <laughs> seeing seeing this whole display, and it, apparently ignoring this massive ship transformation. The being looks like he has something to say to Jorda. Stop. So Jorda. Yeah. Give you a question. <laughs> uh, Jorda, the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh. The thing? The thing I want to talk about. Uh-huh. There was a girl. The captain? Sure. <laughs> well, I just wonder, you, you, you kept talking about that other person until now, the Freyr? Ah. Oh. oh, his beloved Freyr. Freya, Freya, Freya. Sorry, Captain. I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this girl once, I suppose. <laughs> once. Yes, yes. Well, I always had a soft spot for her, you know. Mm. We kind of were abandoned together, formed this cotton crew together. But I think she always friend zoned me. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted a little bit more, but you know. Alan likes friends. Yes, well, that's all we were. <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice. Anyway, I care for her immensely because I guess she's like a sister. I can't go anymore. She doesn't want anything else. But we've grown up together. We've got this life together. 
so I'll always care for her. That very much repositions that kiss now, doesn't it? It's, very, it's a lot more Luke Skywalker. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Boundaries are important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's at that moment the being sort of sits back a little bit and starts to um, feel something else, another vision, and he says, quickly, get me something to look at, because he needs something to project his his vision upon uh, and and unravel a sail in front of his eyes and he can see what's happening for Freya. Oh, here she is, here she is. Oh, I like this bit. That's her right now. Yeah. Um, and she is uh, at that stage uh, in a pit fighting some beast and uh, the raven that she has been given by the previously known raven Yes. Is flying out Me. of the area, and they watch for a while as this whole sequence unravels, where this huge balloon bursts through of the ground. They're all very wide-eyed, like this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and, and and up comes this balloon, and away it goes. Uh, and they see something that, boy, in, in this vision, they they notice more than you did. Uh, that is that there was a storm forming around it. But they also mm. noticed the markets uh, being a place that Captain Aneko would have been to and from a few times. She would say, I've, I know this place. That's the Gressip's Markets. We can get there. We should go help our friends. Oh, yes. It looks like she does need a bit of help. Finally, she's actually using that bloody raven I gave her. <laughs> but she did get the sneak attack right. <laughs> wow. How about I just that? don't know if I like her anymore. <laughs> that was cute once, but you yeah. know how things that are cute suddenly become less cute? When you figure it out. <laughs> or whenever I've broken up with someone, ever in my life, and you suddenly go, eh, like the rose-coloured glasses oh, come off. off. Yeah. So no, quickly, and it's so little things so quickly, like, huh, you've got a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some sort of... <laughs> Is your tooth always been crooked like that? Right, that's oh, sort of thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> you start to pick up every detail. Wait, always that shade of yellow? Oh, yeah. no. You really are not the person I, I invented in my own yeah. little yeah. mind. Yeah, mind. So you've done that to Freya. I have. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to get this boat moving? I'm not usually one to involve myself with this sort of kerfuffle, but I like those girls. they got moxie. Well, I will say one oh, thing. Ah, yes. yes. There is a reason why Captain Aneko was convinced to try and track down. Yeah. Somebody. Vengeance. In your inventory, it should say you have something. Oh, okay. I've got a pistol, a cast off, armor, and a note. What's the note say? Like a post it? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> you do have a note that you unravel. And this is a note that you've. Um, <laughs> so, as I was passing it down there, he just starts, reading, starts it. reading it. Yeah. Uh, this is a note that you've had. Uh, on your person for a while now. And it's one of the reasons why you've managed to join up with this crew or at least start to use you know, them as, as your crew. Okay. Uh, would you like to read through your note? It's a bit personal. What, you won't read that in front of everyone? No, I, I, I kind of see Aneka like she's got the a jacket on and she's got the letter on her body somewhere and she's sort of patting it and thinking of it. Um, so, you know, some swirly-whirly stuff happens and we look to the sky and voice kicks in romantically as the ship sways. Did you handwrite this? No. <laughs> yes, I. My dearest Aneko, I'm not a man of great words, at least not in love. They fail me in capturing the depths to which I would fall for you, and for the reason behind my impending departure. Believe me, it is not a decision made lightly, nor without inescapable sadness. I believed as you, the destiny had joined our fates like rivers running to seas. 
I have waited for such a love to break the darkest parts of my heart. Your courage did that for me. And now, I am finally the man you believed me to be. Not the thief, not the mercenary. A man again. Yet, my love, there is something more precious than my own desires, as strong as they are. Something that I must protect. It calls me forth and I have become someone who must respond. The boy I found, the one who gave me cause to beg for your help yet again. The one who reminded me there was more to life than constantly sailing to distant horizons. He must be made safe. I do not know why, nor what from. But within me there is a great urgency to defend this child. And there is no price I will not pay. If I have hidden this letter well, you will not find it until we are gone. I have taken our share of the hoard, and perhaps a little more, aware of the position this puts you in with the crew. I know I have left and returned before, but I truly believed our time was right. Perhaps it will be again. And so I must ask of you one last thing. If you still know of my love for you, profess to be my wife upon my return, and even the gods will not stand in my path. Yours across time, Dutch. Yours across time. If Jordan doesn't say something like that to me later. (laughs) Did you write that? Yeah. That's really beautiful. That was so sweet. Also, it's really hard to read this writing. Yeah. Yeah. He did really well. Uh, Up here it says darkest parts. The R's look very much like N's, which would make it the dankest Dankest pants. pants. (laughs) (laughs) The the dankest pants you have ever laid your eyes on. Cursive R's are simultaneously hard to write and hard to read. So I'm engaged. Yes. Which is awkward because, like, Jordan Harkon kind of have a thing going on right now. I know. Uh, Captain Aniko reads her letter to herself, not to everybody else. Nobody else hears it. And you guys don't have the shared tattoos, so you don't have the ability to hear or understand each other. Uh, and it reminds her of what she's searching for. She's actually searching for loot, or Dutch, via loot. Right. So she would have known that Dutch had her ship and where it ended up? What would make her go to Carterson? Well, she would have just been staying ahead of the invasion, you know, that spreading invasion of people. So looking along the survivors, looking among the survivors to see who she could find. Uh. Uh, after that, she hasn't seen Dutch, but they have still seen Loot, and Loot was with you in the village. So she hopes that by finding Loot, she'll find a link back to Dutch. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, she does not know that Dutch... Isn't there with him. ...isn't Dutch anymore. Uh-huh. ...is now part of Darkon. So she gets two for the price of one. <laughs> she may well do, and in this world... More the merrier. Get on board. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have never stepped back from that. Uh, okay, how do you get this thing moving? Um, I actually can't remember if this thing steers itself or if someone steers it. No, you got to steer it. You guys steered it into a beach last time. That was That's really right, steering. You. you lost control of it, to be honest. The captain is a bit stronger at her own ship, <laughs> sailing her own ship. Yeah, I'd assume she was quite accustomed or attuned with her ship. Alan is strong. Alan can help. He's got to be good with the ropes with five hands. Many hands make light work. I've heard that before. I have many hands, though. I'm going to go right with you, Alan. Hold on. You know what's fucked? Alan has better perception than Morrigan. His intelligence isn't great, but his wisdom's not bad. No, he's actually quite wise. He does seem to stumble across being wise every now and then. All right, so um, I'm going to grab this wheel, otherwise known as... Wheel. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was on edge waiting for the answer because every time we learn a new ship word. <laughs> so I grab the wheel. My fur is gently blowing. Uh, you know, in the in the cool sea breeze. I look at Ellen. I say, Ellen, you know what to do. Uh, Ellen 
Alan walks over and he remembers that he's been doing something with ropes, but he can't remember specifically what. So he he wanders over and he like picks up a rope that's not attached to anything and just like holds it up and looks back at the captain. Jorda. <laughs> yes, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> I pause for a second and just give him a little wink. Go help your friends. <gasps> Yes, yes. <laughs> and I scurry You're over. You're so sycophantic. <laughs> yes, <I'll>, my dear. <laughs> yes. I'm just longing for a deep connection. <laughs> I'll stay here at the helm. Helm is the word we were looking for, not wheel. There we go. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations and for holding the helm. that's where we end our story, <laughs> the helm. Uh, I was laughing because I was trying to think of a segment name for that, like <laughs> when we learn a new ship term. <laughs> anyway, go uh, on. ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you aren't moving fast enough to get there quickly, though. Is there anything you think you can do to make this thing move quickly? We, well, we need to rest. open the sails so that we get more wind. Yes. Mm, the sails need to be unfurled. And then somebody blow a gust into them. If only you had someone who could do such a thing. But we don't. So, Alan, make yourself useful and just unfurl. Do you know what unfurl means? Uh, oh, just pull that rope there. I can do that. I walk over and I pull on the, the rope and the, the sail unfurls. Nice job, Alan. I, sal- I salute with my other four hands. <laughs> gotcha, Captain. I'll make a sailor of you yet. I can see a lot of shipwrecks in his future. <laughs> uh, as you pick up speed, uh, the land underneath you starts to look a bit greener in parts. Uh, the armies that you've been flying away from don't exist in this part, and you see a couple of the watchtowers still standing. So that would probably be almost about halfway across Kaylee. Oh, wow. Uh, that, the stand, that the towers are still there. So the armies can't advance all the way across yet, but they have probably taken or wiped out huge numbers of people on the way. Uh, as you get closer, you see uh, grassups in the distance with a huge storm swirling around the outside of town. Inside the town, it looks like the centre of the storm, so you can't really tell. Uh, if you were there, you wouldn't have been able to see just how bad it got on the edges. And when you hit that storm on the edge, uh, it starts to throw you all around. Can I get everybody to roll me uh, quickly as the storm hits a dexterity check? The good news is that being a many ice just rolls around. He's fine. Alan is uh, a much better roller than I am. Um, 18 plus 1. Alan doesn't have a problem. He just holds against the side of the ship and doesn't have a problem. Alan has no problems. Captain Aneko? 13. 13? 11. An 11. <laughs> Jordan does get, Jordan does get knocked down. Jordan's getting slightly more British by the second. <laughs> Desperately trying to get some attention he's over there. He's one of those guys that just adapts to his girlfriends. You know what <laughs> yeah. She, she's British, so I'm British. Wrong, wrong British, Jordan. So Jordan does get knocked to the knocked to the ground as you hit the edge of this storm. You can see a balloon flying out of the town, and it's going off cross over the ocean. It just seems to stay out of your reach uh, for long for, for long enough to get out over this new part of the water. Uh, but then you see that storm form into a creature, and it starts to throw lightning towards this um, hot air balloon, Captain. What would you like to do about this? Oh, shit. Load the cannons, Alan. You're the strongest. Go get those cannonballs. So Alan ties off the rope that he's just been holding this time. <laughs> For a couple of hours now. <laughs> no one told him not to. He, he looks over and he sees that the, the cannons and the balls are a bit far away. He tries to reach and he goes, looks back at the rope and then goes, oh, ties it, nods to himself and smiles really proud <laughs> and then goes over and, and picks up two cannonballs, one under each arm, because I'm, I'm strong. Grab them or load them? <laughs> load them. Okay. 
And so Alan p- pops a cannonball in um, two, two, one in each cannon. How many cannons do we have? You have quite. Twenty. No, it does not have that many. There's yes, four. Yes, we do. It's my ship. There's four on it's each 20. side. It's four, four on each side. Eight total. On the deck. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then because I haven't been given another instruction, I just pick up two more cannonballs and load two more cannons. Into the same good cannons. Good job. No, like, okay. four, four on one side now loaded. Okay, so you're loaded on both sides of your ship as you approach this vicious storm attacking the balloon. All right. Far away. What am I trying to hit? What do you, you think you're trying to hit, Alan? Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't Lord, give me strength. Hit the basket. Hit the big balloon? No. Not that either. Giant ball of eyes. Could you make yourself useful and look at something? Uh, the giant ball of eyes uh, can still see through Freya's eyes. She hasn't put the, uh, the raven's still been loose the whole time. It has. And can see that uh, Morrigan and the Mole Man have been knocked over the side of the ship. They are falling to their doom. All right. Can we... Are we underneath them? No. No. It's your ship, though. Can we be underneath them? I think we should steer under, catch them, shoot some stuff up. Happy days. You don't bloody say. And then I just start gunning it towards underneath them. <laughs> gunning it? So you're <laughs> aiming towards the people? They, they get underneath them. Excellent. Uh, they land with a thud on the deck, both of them. Uh, um, Alan was going to try and catch them. Alan can try box. and catch one of them. Give me a dexterity check on that one to see if Alan catches one or both. Okay, Alan moves away from the cannons despite Captain's orders. He feels really guilty about it um, and moves over to try and catch these two falling figures. Alan, help! And he rolls. Is he, if he's trying to catch both, it'll be at disadvantage. If he picks just one of them, he can have just roll. He can roll advantage. No, you're not That's a roll how that advantage. Works. No. no, look, Alan. He's got quite the dexterity, though, doesn't he? Alan has a lot of arms and a lot of confidence in his abilities. Okay, he's... for catching. He's an incredible juggler. Yeah, like the worst thing is he yes! just doesn't catch. Basic levels of juggling for a five-handed person are already impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Alan juggles for people at the local pub after work. Okay, um, disadvantage, that's fine. What am I rolling for? What's the thing? Dex? Dex. Okay. <coughs> How'd you go, Alan? <laughs> so, I rolled a seven and a two. Both of the people hit the deck hard with Alan standing between both of them as if he couldn't decide which one to go for. <laughs> All five arms open. <laughs> oh. oh, poor Alan. <laughs> I look, they, hit, they hit the ground with a thud and a second later, Alan looks down and I'm like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> the captain uh, walks over uh, in the middle of this and notices the body of Morrigan uh, and rolls her over and looks at her and sighs angrily, if anything, and slaps her across the face and says, and you can say this for me, you said he'd be fine. You said he'd be fine. Lovely. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, cute. Oh, we're done. Ah, awesome. Because we're kind of all caught up. You're all caught up and we can get straight back into the next episode. It's cannons now. Uh, we finished this episode with something very special, ladies. Um, I'm going to send out our thanks again to all those wonderful people who do our voices, uh, the audience who just chip in and they write in and ask if they can do stuff, and they, they always surprise me. But especially those who sang for us and foreshadowed this episode a few episodes ago, the singers in, remember in the singers in Gressop's Markets and how they were sort of telling this story piece by piece a little bit, mm. uh, but also to the Barnes family uh, from the USA, not the, not the Aussie Barnes family. We didn't get them in for singing. Not Jimmy. Not Barnesy for our Australian listeners. And if you're not our Australian listener, go and listen to some Barnesy. Would it kill you? Yeah. Yeah. Try to connect with our culture a bit. God. <laughs> working class man, driving wheels, get out there. Yeah, he's the Australian Bruce Springsteen. Have you guys seen um, the sure. Australian anthem to the the to the tune of Working Class Man? It fits. Yeah. Yeah, it does fit. It's, it's good. It's seamless. It's, I haven't seen it. I'll be honest, it's, it's better. Oh, it is. <laughs> but anyway, hey, if you're out there, 
look up some Barnsley. Uh, for everybody else, thanks to the uh, Barnes family in the USA. Uh, they took the lyrics that I sent out, which were really just meant to be just bits and pieces, and said, why not just make a whole song? Oh. And I love it. Uh, so I'm not great at editing songs, uh, but I did what I could, and but they are awesome. Their voices are spectacular. Are we playing it? Right now. Hey! Yeah. Thanks, Bandies. Thank you. I'm on my way, girl, to find you, my friend. I've been watching from here. You're in trouble again. That's just the way it must be when you're saving the world. But I am here for you. I'm on my way, girl. Sweet love of mine, flying high above clouds. Hair in the wind on the old harpies. Passing me back the 